Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you all about anxiety. Now, anxiety can be a normal bodily response and psychological response in everyday life. Like it is normal to experience some anxiety in stressful or pressure-filled situations like public speaking or perhaps when you're taking an exam. Anxiety only becomes an indicator of underlying uh, distress or disorder when feelings become excessive, all-consuming and interfere with your daily living. Anxiety, when it is used as a mental health or psychological term, is more than just feeling worried or stressed. While stress and anxious feelings are, as I said, a common response to pressureful situations, these feelings usually pass once that stressful situation has passed. Or if the stressor that is stressing you out is removed. Everybody feels anxious from time to time. As I said, that's considered to be quite normal. When these anxious feelings don't go away or happen without any particular reason, it can make it hard to cope with daily life and it could be a sign of an underlying anxiety condition. Now, these statistics I'm about to read out have come from the Beyond Blue website and they apply to uh, individuals who live in the country of Australia where I reside. Anxiety is considered to be the most common mental health condition in Australia. On average, one in four people, one in three women and one in five men will experience anxiety at some stage in their life. In a 12-month period, over 2 million Australians experience anxiety. What is anxiety? Anxiety can trigger your fight-or-flight stress response and it releases a flood of chemicals and hormones like adrenaline into your system. In the short term, this increases your pulse and breathing rate so that your brain can get more oxygen. This prepares you to respond appropriately to an intense situation. If the situation gets too intense, however, you might start to feel lightheaded and nauseous. An excessive or persistent state of anxiety can have a devastating effect on your physical and mental health. Now, to give you a quick like physiological overview of anxiety and stress, The autonomic nervous system of the body, the ANS, has a direct role in your physical response to a stress or an anxiety. 
your ANS is divided into your SNS, which is your sympathetic nervous system, and your PNS, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. When your body is stressed, the SNS contributes to what is known as the fight or flight response of your body. So your body starts to prepare itself in readiness to either fight an enemy or flee from a situation. The SNS will signal the adrenal glands to release adrenaline and cortisol. And these hormones, together with your autonomic nerves, will cause your heart to beat faster, your respiration rate to increase, blood vessels in the arms and legs to dilate, and the digestive process of your body will change and the glucose levels will rise uh, to deal with what your body perceives is an emergency. Now I'm going to list a few symptoms of anxiety that you might experience physically and or mentally. Uh, the first one that I'm going to talk about is a sense of doom. So anxiety can cause frequent feelings of impending doom and you may also have difficulty concentrating. You may also experience panic attacks. Panic attacks from anxiety can lead to a number of physical symptoms including heart palpitations, chest pain and lightheadedness. You may even feel warmer than normal. You could perhaps feel a bit dizzy. Anxiety can also cause headaches um, which come from constant worry and stress. You might be also holding a lot of tension in your neck and shoulder area. Irritability, um, this constant worry can also increase your overall feelings of irritability. Um, you might be very agitated when you are feeling anxious. You might feel agitated with no perceivable cause uh, and this might be because of your underlying anxiety. Depression, so chronic anxiety can increase your risk for experiencing depression. So symptoms of depression can include social withdrawal, loss of interest in activities you once loved and feelings of guilt or hopelessness. Now, as I mentioned before, um, you may experience panic attacks, but you may also experience these symptoms in lieu of a panic attack. So you might just experience them as anxiety just on their own. So you may experience some breathing problems. So anxiety can cause rapid, shallow breathing. Um, and these symptoms, of course, become more intense when you're having a panic attack. Or anxiety may also cause a pounding heart. Heart palpitations can occur with panic attacks, but they can also happen with anxiety in a more general sense. Uh, you may feel your heartbeat quickens in pace and intensity. You can also experience a loss of libido when suffering from anxiety. Uh, anxiety can decrease your sexual desire. You may also have an upset stomach. You can have stomach pains and perhaps you may even have symptoms of nausea and things like diarrhea, which is no fun. Anxiety can also cause extreme fatigue. It can leave you feeling very wiped out at various points throughout the day. And you can also experience some sleeping problems at night, um, things like insomnia or lying awake worrying. Anxiety can cause an increase in your blood pressure. You may feel your blood pressure rise whenever your anxiety flares up. 
Um, this can be problematic in a long-term situation where you experience anxiety frequently. And um, anxiety can also cause muscle aches and other pains. So anxiety isn't just felt mentally and in your head. It's not just the racing thoughts and the constant worry and the rumination and the dread. It can also um, occur in your body. Some other effects that anxiety may have on your mind is feeling tense, nervous or unable to relax. Experiencing a sense of dread or fearing the worst. Feeling like the world is speeding up or slowing down. Feeling like other people can see that you're anxious and are looking at you. Like you kind of feel like you're under a microscope. Feeling like you can't stop worrying or that bad things will happen if you stop worrying. Worrying about anxiety itself, worrying about when panic attacks might happen, wanting lots of reassurance from other people, or worrying that people are angry or upset with you, worrying that you're losing touch with reality, rumination, thinking a lot about bad experiences or thinking over a situation again and again, depersonalization, feeling disconnected from your mind and your body, or like you're watching someone else. This is a symptom of disassociation, as is the next one, which is derealization, which is feeling disconnected from the world around you, or like the world isn't real. You could worry a lot about things that might happen in the future. Anxiety symptoms can last for a long time, or can come and go. You might find that your anxiety affects looking after yourself holding down a job, forming or maintaining relationships, trying new things, or simply enjoying your downtime. This is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. Psychologically speaking, there are different types of anxiety disorders. These include things like generalized anxiety disorder, phobias including agoraphobia, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder and things like post-traumatic stress disorder. Also separation anxiety disorder. Generalized anxiety disorder is marked by excessive anxiety and worry for no logical reason. Generalized anxiety disorder is diagnosed when extreme worry about a variety of things lasts for six months or longer. Social anxiety disorder involves a almost paralyzing fear of social situations and perhaps being judged or humiliated by others. This severe social phobia can leave one feeling ashamed and alone. The typical age at onset of social anxiety disorder when it comes to diagnoses is around 13. 
Um, but more than one third of people with social anxiety wait a decade or more before pursuing help. That's really sad. Phobias are extreme fears um, that cause a lot of anxiety and stress for an individual. But these can include fear of tight spaces like claustrophobia, fear of heights, um, fear of specific animals, um, fear of outside like agoraphobia. Um, and an individual experiencing a phobia may have a powerful urge to avoid the feared object or situation. Panic disorder causes panic attacks, spontaneous feelings of anxiety, terror or impending doom. Physical symptoms can include heart palpitations, chest pain and shortness of breath. These attacks may occur at any time and you may also have another type of anxiety disorder diagnosed along with panic disorder. Separation anxiety is a disorder in which a child becomes excessively anxious when separated from their parents. Um, children are specifically and especially prone to separation anxiety during times of great stress. Other disorders that may um, encompass a lot of anxiety or stress include post-traumatic stress disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. So PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder develops after experiencing or witnessing something the individual finds traumatic. Symptoms can begin immediately after the event or can be delayed for years. Common causes of PTSD include war, natural disasters or physical attack. Um, you can also experience PTSD from things like accidents, um, your child needing surgery, um, other life-changing events that are out of your control. PTSD episodes may be triggered without warning. A lot of um, PTSD episodes include things like hypervigilance, uh, panic attacks, um, not be feeling like you're able to breathe and uh, many other common things that you would experience in anxiety. Another disorder that might cause a marked increase in anxiety is OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. Now I won't list all of the specific criteria you would need to be diagnosed with OCD but please just know that um, OCD is a disorder that is much more than the simple uh, publicized pop culture depiction of someone who washes their hands and needs to line up um, their belongings. But due to the pervasive nature of their compulsions and obsessions, um, it, it can be very anxiety inducing to live with OCD. Now there are a number of different things that you can do to cope with or deal with your anxiety. Now simple ones include things like taking deep breaths, so inhaling and exhaling slowly. You can also do things like breath work as you would find in 
activities like yoga or nose breathing, nasal breathing. Uh, another thing would be meditation that can also encompass breath work if you choose. You can try essential oils, so you can even do breath work with essential oils, breathing in and smelling certain relaxing scents. Um, aromatherapy has been helpful with different features of anxiety like racing thoughts. You can take a time out, so you can do your breath work during your time out. Time out can be things like listening to music, uh, getting a massage, sitting under a tree. Stepping back from a problem can help you to clear your head. Eating well and often, so eating well-balanced meals and not skipping meals. Keep healthy snacks on hand for yourself limit things in your diet like alcohol and caffeine these things can aggravate anxiety and can also trigger panic attacks now i don't know about you but me i thought green tea was a lot better than coffee but it has a high amount of caffeine in it so just be aware of the things that you're putting into your body getting enough sleep so if you're not sleeping well at night trying let yourself have a nap in the afternoon. Hug someone. Human touch can be very soothing for anxiety. Exercise daily or as often as you can. It, can, it doesn't have to be full on, let's go to the gym, let's go for a class. It can be as simple as taking a walk. Um, fresh air is also very helpful in clearing your head. Um, you can walk the dog. Uh, this also can be used as a, a distraction type of activity, walking the dog. Um, you can do things like run your errands or do your chores, watch a TV show. Uh, lots of people like to do something with their hands to cope with anxiety. So take up a new hobby that is creative. Perhaps try something like crochet, um, paint, work with clay. Uh, if you don't want to get creative and make a masterpiece, you can do things like play with um, certain sensory things to stimulate your uh, body and your, your soothe your system. So you can sit in things like bean bags, squish squishy balls in your hand. Um, you can get different type of sensory balls from places um, like general stores you can use things like slime kinetic sand actual sand rice um, things like those zen gardens they're really great um, you can use tools like theraguns uh, massage guns um, you can use those therapeutic rollers that you can use after participating in sports or activities at the gym uh, talking to a friend or a loved one um, talking to someone that really cares about you and is willing to listen to you and perhaps hear some of your worries. Airing them may help get them out of your head. Um, doing, do your best. So don't punish yourself if you don't reach perfection. Um, be proud of whatever effort you have put in. Um, accept that you, not everything is within your control. Welcome humor and participate in it. Tell jokes. 
be with someone who makes you laugh. Watch a show that makes you laugh. Uh, write out your feelings. You can write down everything in a journal. Um, you can write a letter. Even if you write is someone that has caused you anxiety, you can write a letter. You don't have to send it to them, but writing out your feelings might help you to get them out of your body and onto some paper, out just out of your body. Um, you can maintain a positive attitude as I mentioned in my last episode creativity is really great way to maintain boost and bolster a positive mood or attitude participate in practices of gratitude Um, gratitude is the best attitude so um, something that I like to do is to do gratitude lists so if you're finding it hard write them down Give yourself a limit of 10. Find 10 things every day to be grateful for. Once you start to notice these things in your life, it's quite, it just keeps flowing on. It's a flow on effect. These things start to stand out to you a little bit more. Um, Get involved. So volunteer or find a way to be active and useful in your community. Discover your triggers really this is so helpful really pinpoint what causes your anxiety what exacerbates your anxiety is it work could it be a family member is it school or something else that you can identify this is a really great thing to write about in your journal look for patterns come up with some plans to do when your triggers are unavoidable and talk to a mental health professional like myself we are really great for airing grievances airing anxieties we are sounding boards we have no judgment we hold space for you we can help you to get all of those jangled thoughts out of your head and reorder them so that they make sense and you feel less stressed we are Someone that you can come and experience a catharsis with. Let go of everything that's bothering you. Get it off your chest. It's our job. Don't feel bad. That's what we're here for. So if you're worried about the level of anxiety that you experience on a day-to-day basis, I really encourage reaching out to a mental health professional and we can get you started like like I mentioned before when we were talking about different disorders some people wait years decades before they ask for help we are here to help you that's our job we love to do it I hope that the information in this podcast episode has been helpful to you and you will find it beneficial moving forward as always If you need to talk it out a little bit more, I'm always here. You can find me on my website, book in for a session, or explore my other tools on my audio resources page. Thank you so much for listening. This concludes this episode of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast from Maramar Counseling. I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future.
And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.